Ladies and gentlemen, it is your friends here at the Real Heel section. Uh, if you're following us, you have to use those exact words on Instagram and social media because uh, assholes took Real Heel section. But, you know, if you see the Real Heel section, that's us. Um, but we've noticed that recently uh, our good friend Mike Stallings. Hello. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, Raph. How are you? I'm very good. Now I'm going forward in the conversation when I ask you, you know, you've been using the social media more and more. I've seen you've done tweets to Kfabe News. You've also put Happy Rusev Day. So you've been active on there, sir. It's such an archaic way of, of like thinking that I just learned how to use a Twitter machine. It's almost sad. It is like sad parents. in a way. You're basically learning a dying technology, but that's not important. There was one tweet that you retweeted that I think uh, I think brings some attention to us right now that we decided to get to the bottom of it. But it is a retweet from one Kevin Flynn. It says, how many top names does Douglas James Pro need to beat to get booked regularly outside of SoCal? Last three guys he beat, Zack Sabre Jr., Shane Strickland, and Leo Rush at PCW. Please retweet and tag some promotions. So rather than just make up some shit and speculate on what the answers could be we decided to just book douglas james back on the show because let's face it guys it's been a while since we've been on air but it's How been long? even longer it's been about a year or so i don't know i don't keep track. one year <laughs> good job good wrestling audience uh but it's been even longer since we've talked with doug who in the time he has not been on our show uh has done some extremely amazing things so we want to bring him on, get to the bottom of this answer, and many, many more. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show, our pal and yours, Douglas James. Doug, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys? You know, not bad. We're Our house is not under fire right now, so I think we're doing better than you. Do you want to give the audience a little bit of what's going on realistically in your life right now? Yeah, so it's a little bit crazy. I uh, I live in the valley where the uh, the fires are happening near in Silmar, and um, all the roads are closed off, or they were closed off last night. Um, thinking they would get better today, and apparently today in the mid afternoon it was a mandatory lockdown uh, from the fire department. And so coming home from the gym, I wasn't able to get home. I had to park at a Rite Aid and walk uh, over a, over a half a mile to my house with groceries, like I'm Kevin McAllister at Home Alone, and um, to get home because uh, apparently there was a fire somewhere. And but everything seems to be okay. It just it sounds crazier than it really is, but I think everything's okay. I want to make sure two things are in existence here in people's minds. Number one. That's the first Kevin McAllister reference that Doug will make on the show. I guarantee you. Number two, <laughs> not the last. Did you think of the fact that maybe the Rite Aid person wasn't actually a police officer? That they were actually an employee of Rite Aid that was just like, "Hey, look, we could use some business, so you got to keep your hair, your car here, kid." It's kind of crazy, man. It's like it's just a couple of uh, all the exits close to my. To where I live on the 210 are closed off, and the right aid is even the exit on the right aid is closed off. The people were going into right aid and making left turns out to go into the streets, they closed that off. And it's, um, it's kind of like the apocalypse is happening. I don't know who's to blame, but <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if any of us know who's to blame. I will tell you, 
that uh, I'm over here in Burbank, which isn't too far from you. And we don't really have as much going on in terms of fires near us. It's more toward like Glendale and and a little bit more past that direction, a little more east. And I think it spread all the Mm -hmm. way to like where the 405 is. So we've been pretty safe, all things considered. But here's what I want you guys to know. I went to go train last night. And as I stopped out, I literally got like a a little bit of the uh, Los Angeles air, the ash going through. And I go... Life what are so you talking hard. about, dude? That's such an LA thing for you to say, dude. Ventura's like, go, go, does Ventura even exist anymore? I'm from Santa Barbara, and that's like down the street. Listen, you know what I mean. Listen to your last Santa Vegas. Bar- you'll be addressed yeah, when it occurs to you. Breathing in smoke. Yeah. I'm wondering if people are getting high from the smoke walking around because it's California, and you're sitting here yelling at me because that was too far. I'm just listen. I'm well, just saying. The bushes are on fire. Like, we know a lot of people were affected, but none more so than Doug, who told us off air he can't go anywhere. So, essentially, he has to stay on this podcast for as long as we go. No, listen, that's a real man walking with groceries (laughs) while you're sitting complaining about an Uber. We had to start 10 minutes late because your Uber driver couldn't navigate his GPS while Doug is (laughs) – Huffing and puffing. Real California air. Apocalypse air. And a dead phone. I my phone was dead. Oh no. So real man. Hold on. I just want to point (laughs) out the tiniest violin is playing for your dead phone. I was I was GPS Uber with a dead phone. I couldn't. I couldn't tell where I had to go to get home. I remember uh, how to get home. It's not my fault that you know a, don't know a general sense of direction or streets and film. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was straight, but you uh, know. Besides that, walked around the Rite yeah. Aid in a circle before. You... <laughs> What's that old adage? Wherever you see smoke, it's west. So you did it. Congrats. I just want to make sure that people know this. You know, Doug, you you did that, but now that we have you on here for, I mean, as long as we want to keep you now, because you only got shit to do. You're going down with the Titanic over there. What is your response to Kevin Flynn's tweet about you beating these people and and having this amazing year? Because you didn't really beat those people uh, since our last podcast. I mean, no, you beat all those people since our last podcast. So, like, that's all happened within a year's time since we've talked with you. Yeah, it's been a it's been a really crazy year. Everything's happened just really fast, and it's been awesome. And uh, I think there is a legitimate claim to what he's saying. You know, I am wrestling all these guys, and not that I'm just I'm winning, but I'm wrestling all these guys, and having um, what I would consider good matches. And I'm not everywhere, and I, I wish I was. I, I just wish I was traveling more. But it's mm. been a really great year. Yeah, I think we'll we'll be able to hopefully put in some good words throughout the show, and we're going to talk a little bit more about those achievements. Mike, does that satisfy your answer? Because you were the one to retweet that one on our account. Does that answer give you enough, or do you want more response from him? No, we always want more, but okay. I, yeah, it's just confusing. I mean, how, how there is levity to that statement. How many more guys has he got to beat, man? Leo Rush. Just, I mean, he's been the talk of the town because, well, he got signed to NXT, but then he fucked up by whatever, using the Twitter machine the wrong way. See, that's a good thing that I don't. Anyway, Shane Strickland, he's on Lucha Underground, right? And then Zack Sabre Jr., 
is on everything, considered mm. one of the best wrestlers in the world by myself. Go back to our Cruiserweight Classic <laughs> and see my overreactions to him not being in the... But I was even, he's, I guess, 26 in the world. So by Meltzer standards, you beat the 26th ranked wrestler in the world. <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah. Your stock has to rise immediately. So what more... I mean, you kind of right? set the ceiling. You kind of set the ceiling a little high there. There's a lot in between. So, yeah. what's next? Yeah, for, for that sure, push? man. It's just, it's just, you know, I don't want to. I don't really know what the case. So, like, I'm not from here. I'm from New Jersey. Moved out here about five years ago, whatever. So, I know the scene a little bit, right? I, I, I know the scene from when I started wrestling. I started wrestling about three years ago, and all I know is what I'm doing. And what I know right now is that there is a little bit of a bubble and in the area and it's kind of weird and it makes no sense because there's a, a lot of really good guys that are in socal and just wrestle in socal that's all they do and they're really fucking good but uh there's some kind of bubble because you see guys on the east coast that maybe aren't as good i don't have names so maybe they're just not as good and they're way more popular just because they're on a different coast and mm. i don't know I'm not saying that's the reason. I'm just saying that that's what I see. For, for one. I just want to point out he conveniently doesn't have names for this claim, but that's fine. I'm going to, I'm going to bypass that one, Doug. I want to know this though, because we brought you on the week after you had this amazing match with uh, Zack Sabre Jr. And I was so sad because I wanted to go to boo you and I wanted to go cheer live in person for Zack Sabre Jr. But it happened to be on a night where I had a uh, jiu-jitsu uh, event that some of my homies were on. And I felt so bad. And I sent you a message. And I said, hey, you get out there and you go lose in the best way possible. <laughs> and then that didn't happen. So I need you to tell me all about what that experience was like. Yeah. I mean – Wow, right? So it was probably the best experience I've had wrestling so far, to be honest with you. I mean, I was wrestling a guy that is around my age, but, you know, he's the best wrestler in the world and he's been doing it for a really long time. And he's highly respected by everybody. And uh, he couldn't have been more professional, couldn't have been cooler, uh, couldn't have been easier to work with. Um but to like be able to go in there and like, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the ring and the crowd's loud and they're just going like the, the doing the Oh, Zach Sabre Jr. Chant. It, it was just kind of like crazy, man. I'm just like, uh, I've been doing that for like two and a half years. Yeah. You know, Oh, Zach Sabre, you know, like that stuff. And I'm like, I've been in this for two and a half years. And I'm wrestling the best wrestling in the world. Yeah. You know, this is so, time. It was crazy. Do you think your MMA background helped you get along with his style of wrestling per se more than other people can maybe transition with that? A hundred percent. I don't think, I don't know if it was like, I, I do think it's like my MMA based training because I've, uh, I continue to train for so long in MMA, but I think my high school wrestling background helped mm. me. If that makes no sense. So mm. I was a, I did jujitsu and everything, but I was more of a wrestler in MMA, and I was more of an amateur wrestler in jujitsu. Like I liked top the top game and like, you know, passing and stuff like that. Um, so you guys can go out there was, and cut any kind of match at that point, right? 
Yeah, like he was trying to like definitely control me and fuck me up when we were going out there. You know, like definitely trying to be like I'm the man, but like because of my background, like I shut him down. <laughs> and it had to be a stalemate, and, and we were equal. And, and that's the, on I the think, sh- on the shoe, or you guys disc- you guys discuss oh, on this? the shoe, on the shoe, on the shoe. You know, like uh-huh. like he's the best wrestler in the world, but he's not going to go out there and like mess around you know he's gonna go out there and they're they're paying pcw ultra is paying however much money to bring him out you know and he's everywhere in the world like he's not gonna go out there and just kind of play around he's gonna go out there and show why he is the best wrestler in the world see but from from our and, perspective from the on the most part people are conditioned to high spots and whatnot we're most we want to know how the intricate you know improv goes down you're telling us that he was having none of it and you had to go you had a match for match hold for holding him on that I mean, I think, I don't know, no, no, okay, so, like, I'm not trying to say he had none of it. I'm just trying to say that there's there's parts where maybe with somebody else, he was able, he would be able to just take control for a longer period sure. of time, but, mm-hmm. but with me, he couldn't. He wasn't, like, difficult by any means, but he was great. And he proved in the ring, like, when I was in the ring with him, I, I, it just... I completely showed like why he is the best in the world, you know. And but I just feel like with somebody else, maybe he would be he would shut him down. And I think there's something to putting two wrestlers in a room. It doesn't matter what the vehicle is. So you put two wrestlers in a jujitsu room. Uh, good luck being next to those guys. Just right. just in terms of space, because there's something that happens when you t- you put two people. Who have grappling experience together? Well, on our first time, on our first time thing too. I mean, I could see if you've worked up and down the coast with somebody, and you guys are used to putting the match together. But this is the first time you guys but met, right? I want to ask this though. Yeah, this first is your time, first time. First time, we, first time we wrestled. I mean, we met once before. I don't think he knew who I was. It was a, a couple. It was like a year or so ago. I don't think he remembered who I was. One year. <laughs> Good job, Mike. Uh, so th- it's about a year ago, but. Let me ask this because I'm trying to understand this a little bit better or maybe explain it because I see this happen a lot with wrestlers and jiu-jitsu guys or wrestlers MMA who transition. Is it also comforting to have somebody who can do that sort of thing, who can match you bit by bit? Because, yeah, it's cool to control because you get used to performing that way. But it's so much more electric when you have somebody that you know – will be able to zig if you zag, if you would. Yeah, man. I think I, like, was really up for this. And I was up for this for, for everything that it was. So who he is, what he's done, uh, the name he's made for himself, what, to be able to compete with that and be in the same ring with him. And it was awesome and, like, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I was really looking forward to it because, yeah, like, this is the style that I want to do. And not many people can really kind of keep up. And not only can he keep up, but he's one of the best to ever do it. So it was awesome to be to be able to experience it. There was, and, uh, I, I got a lot of confidence from it. There and was, you got put over. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I made a meme that you weren't supposed to win. And it was really, <laughs> a really lame. It was really lame when, like, the next day, or I do, do you know what? Mike and I actually touched base, and Mike wanted to know how it went. And I was like, Your guess is as good as mine. I just got in from like 
40 grappling matches in one. So my brain was a little fried. And I looked down and I go, did Doug win? Ah, shit. All right. <laughs> Fine. Um, but of course that's, that's huge. Yeah. That's, that's when one of your boys, you know, they, they make it to that next level. And that's been so much of what we've seen lately. I just want to know this because we'll move on to other stuff. And I know you talked about being in the moment with him, but like, what was it like when they, when they told you that's who your opponent was going to be? Because if that was me, I'd think that's cool as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, like at the end of the day, you know, I am as big a fan as anybody else. And I'm a fan of Zack Sabre Jr. I'm a fan of wrestling. And to be in a match with somebody like that, the former PWG champion and all this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I, I was just taken aback. And, and the resume is ridiculous. I It was awesome, man. And this is what I want. So it's like, it's like all working out. You know, it's crazy. It's just, I don't even know what to say, but it's crazy. Well, for casual listeners, Zack Sabre Jr., we just got to say, he's like the fucking best wrestler, second best wrestler. AJ Styles is the best wrestler in the world. I have to disagree mm. with our pal Douglas yeah. James. Only because, and I think it's <laughs> going to go back to what we're talking about. It's exposure. You know, I mean, he's on TV yeah. all the time. You don't have a TV outlet. I've seen Zack Sabre Jr. on their CWC. I've seen him on the Evolve tapes. I've seen him on all the, you know, PWG yeah. trailers and YouTubers and whatever, however, the Twitter. Do you watch stuff on Twitter, Ref? Yes, I do. Oh, I don't. You can? Well, sometimes. It's sometimes super illegal, if we're being honest. Uh, I mean, for example. Well, well I think Twitter, Twitter with gifts is, is, the, is the revolution of pro wrestling. That's the thing, right? That's true. But you know what's really funny is. Uh, so you ask if I saw stuff on Instagram, I saw the, uh, I saw the frog splash into a triangle choke, which I said, all right, I can get with that. It's pretty good. Uh, I, I, I was like, man, that's such a fun, fun thing to see because I don't know that everybody trains jujitsu. I mean, people are becoming more and more familiar with what it is, but like we have fun on our side goofing around and doing these, you know, WWE BJJ moves, but then to see it actually happen and uh, being put into that, that world by two people, one of which I know, and I know his backstory of being an MMA guy, a jiu-jitsu guy, a wrestler. It's so cool to see that and to, to see people get excited about that. I think it brings out another element. So it's cool that that happened. I'm glad it did. Um, did you guys say anything to each other post-match? Does that even happen? Do you, does he get whisked away? Yeah. Hey, bro, want to get some pizza? Right, you know, like, it, it, it honestly depends, you know, like, on the situation of um, timing and flights, and, you know, people are busy and all that kind of stuff, but uh, Zach couldn't have been cooler. It couldn't have been a better experience for me. Um, I, I again like I don't want to say too much of what was said, but I just want to say that like I gained a lot of confidence after that match. Hmm. Um, he was it was everything I wanted it to be. Well, you can't get much better than that. So that's that's fantastic. All right, let's go around the things because um, we asked yeah, about thanks. your professional. Now let's get personal. In the time you have been away, I believe you got engaged, sir. I did. I did. Okay. I did. How did that Before happen? I'm <laughs> like all confused. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, well, 
I've met a girl. <laughs> that's a step. That's a step. That's a step. Yeah. Taking notes. I'm taking no. notes. Um, okay, so basically, you know, so I uh, I met Heather Monroe when we were training, and we've been together since since we basically started. So it was about two years. Um, I always knew she was the one, you know, and like whatever, something like that. But like we first hung out at. Uh, she invited me over to watch WrestleMania 31 was how we started hanging out. Oh. And yeah. So like dream come true for dream. any Mark. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right. That was the best thing ever. And it was actually was, a very funny story. I was there. Right. She invited me over and I kind of was like, eh, like I'm going to do something else. <laughs> and then she invited more people over. So we didn't hang out like just the two of us, but I stayed later and, it was all. Wait, you declined. All, yeah, at, like, you declined at first. Yeah, I'm like, I'm really bad when it comes to girls. Like, no game. And I was like, oh, like she just wants to be my friend because we, we, again, we knew each other for months before this, like just training. So I just thought she was just like trying to be my friend, and I didn't realize she was trying to like get at me. And so when you say training, she's just, training to become a, a wrestler as well, not just training in the gym. No, we were training at Santino Brothers. That's how we right. met. Um, and, yeah, so, sorry. Yeah, and, and I didn't really realize she was into me. I'm just really bad at it. I was really oblivious and just whatever. And I don't know, whatever. Long story short, we rocked WrestleMania 31 together, uh, hung out really soon after, and the rest is history. So I Man, wanted that to... Seth, that Seth Cashin really put that over the top, huh? <laughs> Hey, as long as Roman Reigns wasn't going over, we were all happy. <laughs> Shit, good thing it was the year before you're crying while Daniel Bryan's went. Yeah, oh my God, he I know, did right? it. I would have, I would have married her. I would have proposed and married her on site if it was the day of Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I don't know. The Undertaker stream. You might have walked out and never seen her ever again. It's just, I know. Right? That might have no, been the I'm moment. A big, I'm, a, I'm a big Daniel Bryan fan, so I probably would have asked her to marry me. And then oh, marry for sure. I legit, I was legit it's crying crazy. that day. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So anyway, so I just like uh, always wanted to do something kind of cool to propose. I didn't really think of what, and then I always thought it would be good to do it on the day of WrestleMania. But I then realized after I got the ring and planned it all out that like John Cena was going to propose on WrestleMania. <laughs> So I didn't want to wait for like after WrestleMania and do it after. So I did it at fucking like ten o'clock in the morning on the day of WrestleMania. You yeah. should have done it at the same time. You should have done it the same time. Just just right before the match. Oh, like during <laughs> like, <laughs> like during, during his entrance. They, you know? they take all my ideas. I told you. You see the shit behind me. Yeah, but um, yeah. No, so I like. I got like I had like two dozen roses all set up and did it like you know day day of WrestleMania and it was our two year hanging out anniversary and uh, she didn't expect it at all she looked at me like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> like and I was like telling her all these things and she was like what are you saying she was like how high are you and just like was just couldn't look at me and yeah it was crazy okay yeah, if I can see why this guy's your bae. See, that's a, that's a gentleman right there. Well, Flowers. You know, this is so funny, though, because it's good to get the the full story because 
you know, she's blowing up on her own. And I'm going to ask you a little bit about that in a second. But the fact that you didn't recognize that a female was asking you to a WrestleMania, like what would 13 year old Doug have said to the Doug of then? Because isn't that the dream, man? Like, she's a professional wrestler. She gets your career. You've got your Miss Elizabeth. You've got everything, and you don't even know it. And you just go like, no, nah, I'm shy. Oh, no, I didn't even know. I didn't even know. It's. I didn't even know it, and then, like, I realized very quickly with the mistake I was making, and I immediately <laughs> was like, let's hang out. He said no. <laughs> I didn't realize. Rap, he said no. I know. I know it's crazy. I, I no, 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 no. It worked out. Thankfully, it worked out. That is good. And uh, you know, I, I will say this: my wife uh, hilariously saw your uh, engagement on the same day because she was watching WrestleMania with me. And I go, "Oh, hey, my buddy yeah. Doug got engaged," and she looks at, she's like, "Aw." And then they like do the twenty minute build up to Cena. about to do his thing and my wife's just like oh get the fuck on with it and then she like (laughs) tells me she gets on my phone and she like hands it to me and she goes you tell doug he just blew cena out of the water with his because that's some bullshit why because cena told her that he roofie like i told her when she was on con you just brought up so many bad memories raf i I can't believe you right now (laughs) but on the other hand it's such a good memory now it's such a double-edged sword with doug's engagement on the same day (laughs) yeah okay but that's it's all good you know yeah i it's well now you guys tag together (laughs) yeah we tag together we wrestle each other Done it all, kind of. You know, it's pretty cool. Exactly. Well, that car right This bike. is, yeah. <laughs> uh, what is that car ride like? I'm actually interested to hear that answer, Doug. What? What the car ride? Like, if you there? go over, like you go over, okay? Like you're booked oh, to go over her, yeah. and then you guys have to ride back. You guys, you know, rode together. What's the conversation? I think it works out better. I think, I honestly, I think it works out better that. I go over on her as opposed to the other way around. I think I'd be a little pissed off. <laughs> I just like yeah. the idea of you guys getting into a fight and the whole way you're driving around, like on your way up going like, fine. No, you know what? You go over, babe, because you always want to go over. Yeah. It's fine. I'll just take the clean the fall. Um, yeah, we, uh, for the most part, we're, we're, we're super professional and we just we understand no you guys you guys are great and uh i'm so happy for you man but talking about happy i want to say she got the first taste of the dubs first correct yes okay more ways than one definitely yeah okay what happened there because this is the perk of having a partner who's in the business and they get that moment to be on the big show and i know that other couples know and they're happy and they've got people who who love and support them but this is a different kind of love and support so so tell us what was going on with you yeah so kind of crazy so like actually she did um extra work for the wwe before me um I forget when, but when they came around the time before she had a match, uh, they came around, she did it. Then the second time 
I did some extra work, and then I did it again when they were in town for L.A. So we were both backstage at the same time. Um, and she ended up having a match with Nia Jax, and it was crazy. It was, I keep saying crazy, but it was, you know, dreams come true. I mean, that's what she's been wanting since she was a little girl and a little kid and was to be a wrestler and... <laughs> To be able to wrestle on Monday Night Raw was awesome, and just get to be thrown able across to the entire. I was about to say everybody's dream is just to get dream demolished by Nia Squashed. I mean, <laughs> no, their dream yeah. is to get your name on the graphic. That that's what I think he means. You know what I mean? The dream is to 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 be there, you know, and to experience it, you know, and like experience being in gorilla position you know and experience walking that that aisle and the, the crowd reaction no matter what you're doing because it's all a job but yeah. it is what it is you know and uh it was it was amazing it was really nice to be able to to be there like i was backstage watching it happen and knowing it was happening it was it was cool and like i think it helped her that i was there to comfort her a little bit and make her nerves a little bit at ease because it's a very nerve-wracking situation and um it was awesome dude all right so you so you had you got on tv after sorry raf i keep doing that it's fine go for it you're asking the same thing i am no you do it better though so you go okay uh so what mike was gonna ask you i think was you go on a little bit after but what was your experience like then yeah so it's a little different, you know, like um, the WWE is a very weird thing and you have to, it's it just, it's it's hard to get in, you know, it's hard to get in. So I've done extra work before and I was just an extra and I had an inkling that I would get a match on 205 Live and then I ended up just being, um, just getting selected to do a, like a security thing. And it was a really cool experience, man. Like to be on TV and to be in that arena when the crowd's alive and it's it's a live television show. It's it's awesome. It's it's. So do you do you uh, have? Do they come calling, or do you have to send in a resume, like with references or like a sizzle reel? Does that even exist? A sizzle reel? Sizzle reel, kind of. You want to have a highlight tape and stuff like that. Right. But yeah, like um. It's kind of both ways. You do have to hit them up. But it's like who you know, um, a lot of people that it's a, it's a lot of who you know, and then also you got to hit them up. You can be lucky and make it hit you up, but for the most part, you got to got to hit them up. And because you know, it's like any company. It's like they want they want you to be they want you to want them. You know, they want they want you to want to be in the WWE. They don't got to be kind of a given. Yeah. Is that what's keeping you yeah. from the East Coast? You have to reach out or know more people on the East Coast or another, like what's yeah, keeping it's that? Hard. It's hard. I, I don't know exactly what the reasoning is. You know, I've hit up promotions and I've just gotten no response. Um, Whoa, hold on. I, what I the fuck know. do you mean you get? <laughs> yeah, Raph, please. Thank you. Uh, you. What the fuck you mean you're getting no response? Yeah, are no you kidding? Like, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Uh-huh. I don't think I have to do with my my ability. I just don't think they 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 even look at it. You know. Oh, and, I mean, I you um, know. Okay, let me let me venture some guesses. 
are you writing like an actual email? Do you know how to write? Like, I've never asked you these questions before, but I feel yeah. they're more indicative of maybe the whys because we mentioned the resume already of the people you've had matches with, and many of them have mm. been phenomenal. And WWE TV. And you have that experience as well. So I yeah. just, I'm confused as to the parts where they think, are you addressing it to the right emails? Are they like Nigerian princes you're talking to? Because something's mm -hmm. weird in that this guy who's blowing mm -hmm. up on a scene, you want to be ahead of the curve in the wrestling business. So why not? There are there that? are those. There are those. You know, like I have like I went to Seattle and I wrestled at Defy and they're they I I think I'll be back there soon and stuff like that. But you know, it's it's an expensive plane ticket for some companies to fly me out, you know, and not like I'm asked for money, but like, I guess for them to go coast to coast and things like that. I don't know exactly how it works, but I just know that kind of, I'm kind of in this period where I'm doing really, really well. I feel like I should be in better places, but I'm just, they're just not coming as, as, much as I thought they would be, not like it's a bad thing, not like they're never gonna come. I just thought they would be coming a little bit all quicker. Right. Um, no, yeah, so if that's the case, it's a process. It's a process, you know. It's a game, yeah. and you know, I don't have like an over the top gimmick, and I'm not six foot six, and it's well, harder. Raph, it's, I think we're getting impatient, Rap. I, I think it's been a, it's been a year. Okay. Yeah, you're not six foot six, but you're like we were talking about with the death match with Eli Everfly. You're you you can wrestle a whole bunch of hybrid style of matches. You know, you can do the high flying, you can do the groundwork, you can do the technical stuff, you know how to sell. You know what I mean? I think what we are just getting impatient and what you're focused on is you need to be the king of California, basically. You need to just go all in to your territory. And keep getting Raph tired of seeing your face on the Cow Palace poster. No, but for real, fucking go somewhere else, dude. Because, like, no. I'm tired of you in, in, like, I know you think this is your territory, but it's also my territory as a okay. fan. Okay. So, like, I see all the time this motherfucker on posters. It's like, go catch Douglas James. And I was like, I don't want to. You're just mad because he dresses better than you. He does not dress better than me. Let's be very like, clear about that. Those jackets get out of here. Please. The lesbian that he stole him from, I want to make sure, <laughs> is so angry. My favorite is when you did the jean jacket to start with because the jean yeah, jacket. It was a process. And then I went back to it because I broke my other jacket. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> broke. How did you break? Like it's a, I had lights and I got you jacked. I got, oh jeez, what a what a what a first world problem you got here, kid. I just like the I fact know, right? that you had this leather jacket, and I was like, okay, cool. Because uh, let's let's discuss what happened. I actually went to a PCW show, and and before we go further, I need to make sure that we we address it at the time it was PCW before it became PCW Michelob Ultra. Say it right, PCW. Ultra. I'm calling it Michelob Ultra at this point, but they can do whatever they want. Not a sponsor. But you know what, though? We'll take your fucking money if you want to give it to us. Too sweet. So, <laughs> so I went to go see Doug, and here's what you guys need to know. Um, so one of my homies, he, like, dropped out at the last second, and he was like, hey, man, I can't make it. And I was like, all right, no problem, dude. I've already got tickets, so I'm just going to head there. 
And uh, I was in this row of naturally uh, heelish fans. And this one guy, like, he looks at me and he's like, hey, man, uh, what do you think about this guy? And I was like, oh, he's awesome. And they go, what do you think about Doug James? Who do you have in this match? And I was like, you know what? Fuck Doug James. <laughs> Don't Fuck even. that guy. And they're like, why, man? And I go, dude, he knows what he's done. Like, he's changed, man. He used to be <laughs> so cool. But, like, you know when people get, like, a little bit of fame? And then they change. And he's like, dude, I totally know that. And I was like, yeah, that was him. So turned around and said, because we're in a relationship. Yeah, no. But when it happens like that, I I knew, I told Doug, I was like, be prepared that I'm going to boo you. So Doug's like, whatever, man. But he makes it a challenge. So when you make it a challenge to me, it's kind of hard because I'm like, yo, you're good at your job. But I'm really good at my job. So when I got there and these people heard me telling the story about Douglas, everybody's buying it hook, line, and seeker to the point where Doug's ready for me to say boo, makes eye contact and is like, I see you. And then a whole row just starts to boo him. And he's like, wait, what the fuck is this? And everybody in there was loving the fact of booing you. Uh, Unfortunately, he beat Leo Rush. So, you know, it's not quite there. But I did ruin his first streamer experience. Do you care to share that, Doug? The one streamer. My 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 faint streamer incident. Yeah. yeah. No, actually, yeah, I got is... one streamer and you had to rub it in my face. I don't really appreciate it. PCW well, went back and, and CGI'd that into the video <laughs> just to decide. Which is why if you look at like Doug's profile picture now, it's the one where he got like full streamers. But, like, the one person who threw the streamer, I couldn't help but think of the Price is Right noise because it was just, like, one person who just goes, wait, are we throwing them? Are we are we doing a streamer or no? No? Okay. Then I'll I'll take mine back. I'll save my streamers for someone else. That would be amazing if you're halfway through it was just reeling back. <laughs> but the funniest part to me. I think the guy that threw the streamer, the guy that threw the streamer was like, whoops, I shouldn't have thrown that. <laughs> you should have signed it and give it back to him. So here's the best part, well, though. Oh, it's happened to me before. I, I, I've launched streamers. I've gone streamers when I don't want streamers. Mm. But I never really got them to that point for the for a positive reason. Raph, please take, please. Wait, just, I don't on. want streamers. I know. When's an opportunity So in Las Vegas, I wrestle as a heel. So, like, they'll throw streamers and I just throw them back at the crowd, you know? Oh, like the Jimmy Rave toilet paper bit? Yeah, okay. Exactly, yeah, exactly. But so. that's great to me. There's nothing better than saying, I don't so want your funny. fucking streamer. Get the so fucking good. streamer out of here. It's a power that you don't realize you have until it's gone kind of thing. It's kind of crazy, <laughs> man. It's, uh, like, it's just a lot of fun to be able to manipulate people in that in that kind of sense. I guess you should you- tell people. You should tell people if you throw streamers in, I'm gonna rip them up one by one, and you're all gonna watch me the whole time. Yeah, look, I, I had a lot of fun. Like I did the, I was so I'm a heel in Vegas, and actually it was funny because Heather's family was in Vegas, and they came to see me wrestle. So, and it was all women. It's like her aunts and her aunts' <laughs> friends. So they're just like these middle-aged women that are just very excited, just to see action i guess but i oh, came out oh. as like this horrible piece of shit <laughs> and there was this guy right next to them that was calling me short and that's like it's like the easiest insult ever i mean i'm not gonna grow so i just told the guy i was like you wow. paid money 
I was like, you paid money to see me. And then there was like all these kids in the crowd. And I just told them to shut the fuck up and sit down and enjoy. And like, but it's just like stuff like Douglas. that. Like, that's just the fun of it. You know, you're just having a good time. Wow. What a beautiful moment to do on your side, because I think of that and I just think of all of the things you're not supposed to do in customer service jobs and you get to live that life. Or in front of your in-laws. It's like, I don't even curse in front of them, ever. Even if it's like, even if they curse, I just feel awkward cursing in front of my in-laws, you know? But in the moment, I, but in the in the moment, I'm in my underwear with my shirt off, telling the guy to sit down and shut things up. Raph at Christmas it's cutting awful. a promo on his wife's family, just <laughs> underwear and Santa hat, <laughs> just to do it. I'm just practicing. Hey, no lie though. Job. I want to I want to make sure you guys understand this. I uh, got asked to do an appearance uh, at uh, at John Jock's Academy, and one of my homies was like, "Yo, would you come as Santa?" And then they like thought about it and they go. Oh, but like not real Santa come as Raph Santa. And I was like, you're Mexican. Well, I think what you're asking me to do is go insult everybody. And I go, I think that's what we want. And I go, are you sure that's really what you want? Because I don't know how long the Don Rickles act is going to act when I see like (laughs) Jean-Jacques Machado. And I'm just like, hey, look at this guy. Am I right? (laughs) All with this fake Brazilian accent. But you have no problem doing it to Doug, though, nonstop. But listen, Doug's playing bongos in the fucking time. background. Like, he deserves this shit. He's got the beat. He's got the beat. What was that? Oh, yeah, Congo. He's looking at the, out his window because he can't go anywhere. <laughs> Just playing congos. It's such a SoCal thing to do when you're the king of SoCal, bro. So, Absolutely. What about you and Matt Riddle? Does that work? That would be awesome. I used to think he was so bad. I, I you know, I, I thought when he started, I was like, man, this is bullshit, man. This is just guy from the UFC, and he's just like, he's not any good, and like, blah, blah, blah. Matt Riddle is fucking sick. I think he's one of the best indie wrestlers out there. Indie wrestler, pro wrestler, I think he's awesome. So yeah, man, so, that'd be sick. I would love. Yeah, that. is that is he on your list? Let's get it. Let's get into this list. What are the, what yeah. are your fave five? Let's go into a fave five of Douglas. Fave five. Really bad. Who's on your A5. list? Okay, okay, Booker T. All right. So <laughs> I gotta say that Matt Riddle would definitely be one of them, but let's like not even include him because we just talked about him. Okay. Okay. So, okay all right, right, right. Uh, definitely one of the guys I want to wrestle might be kind of Brian Cage. I want to wrestle Brian Cage. He's a SoCal guy. He got a really big name, wrestles a lot of guys. I I really want to wrestle him. I want to wrestle Rocky Romero. Mm. Rapongi. Rocky Romero. Rapongi Vice, man. Mm. He's uh, another guy from SoCal. He's just awesome. Um, I want to wrestle Ricochet. Well, you better hurry up. I know, right? I don't got got much time. Um, I want to wrestle like I want to watch wrestle Austin Aries. Yeah, he just showed up on that uh, Defiant. That was kind of a little surprise, but that's a uh... yeah. How do you get to England? How do you get to Japan? That's how do you get thing, to become man. a young a young boy? 
Yeah, you gotta get your name out there, but if to get a young boy, you know, you gotta like trying to pay your way to get there. I, I believe. I think that's how it works. And scrub toilets. Um, yeah, pretty much. But I, I want to wrestle uh, John Morrison or John Hennigan, Johnny Ultra, as he is now in PCW. Ultra. Does he do that for real? He changes his name to Johnny Ultra. I think that's the new thing. So yeah, he's Johnny Ultra. He's, he's just Johnny he's promotion. He's just Johnny promotion. And he's he's as big as the promotions. So Johnny, whatever. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. So I love to wrestle him. I want to wrestle Penta. Uh, I wrestled Phoenix. I wrestled Phoenix this year in a tag match at a really small lucha show. I would love to wrestle Phoenix like one on one. I just watched him. A lot of people don't know that they're brothers, and I just watched him wrestle a former. I don't know what's better, Cassius Ono and Aleister Black or Chris Hero and um, fuck, I always, um, I always forget his I mean, name. What was Aleister Blake's name before he was Tommy Aleister Black? Yeah, Tommy Ann. Tommy Ann. Yeah. That was yeah. fun. They did that little shoulder spot. Yeah, see, that's what I was saying. You can wrestle. You just went from Brian Cage to Phoenix, so you can do whatever, man. Pretty much whatever I I can do. I I feel like what helps me is uh, and then my main one. Sorry to cut cut that off, but my main one that I want to wrestle and I really think it's possible. I'm like really close. Is Ray Mysterio? Mm. He's my idol. He's my idol. He's he's the dream in my eyes to wrestle, and I feel like I'm really fucking close to being able to make that happen. But like, so, dude, you know if they. Do you know them? <laughs> what? No, no, no. I'm saying I, he was asking a question. When he asks a good question, I don't want to interrupt him, but he said it. Do you know Ray Mysterio Jr.? I do know Ray Mysterio, yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't think he knows me like um, his homie, but I've been on the same card with him multiple times. I've met him, you know, multiple times. And, um,. I would love to wrestle him. But like, so kind of like how you know one. Eddie Bravo, Raph. Shut up. That's not important. What I need, please, Doug knows Eddie Bravo. He's not hard to find. The thing about this, though, Doug, is like, don't they just need to look at one match that you had with Eli Everfly to understand the potential of a match between you and Rey Mysterio Jr.? Yeah. You would. I wish that was the case sometimes. You know, it's like it just. It's just the right person right now has to see your match, you know, and it could make a world of a difference there. So I'm, I'm, I just, I think my time's coming. I, I get impatient. There are days where I get really frustrated and, and get annoyed and see you know, other people. But like, not only did I wrestle, I, I wrestled, you know, this year alone, I wrestled Zack Sabre Jr., Jeff Cobb, Billy Mack, Phoenix, Mecca Wolf, Samuel Guevara, Leo Rush, Shane Strickland, Matt Cross, Scorpio Sky, Joey Janela. I wrestled Taya. You know, I wrestled Eli, Tyler Bateman. I wrestled. I, I wrestled some of the best people in the entire world. So I think it's only a matter of time that my name gets out there. Um, I think in 2018, I'm just going to wrestle even better people or people just of that level because it doesn't get much better than those guys and. I just see the sky's the limit right now. Interesting. 
I want to ask you about the death match or just like the the series that you had with Eli, uh, which seems to be a lot of fun because yeah. you guys went from what yeah, I quit man. match to a death match. And that was just within the past couple months. But before then, you guys were having matches that were uh, really solid that you guys put together. Um, tell us a little bit about Ooh. those experiences, because that death match looked like, well, all right, then. Yeah, man. So like. Eli's another one of these guys. He's like five foot five, five four, but he's probably one of the best wrestlers in the West Coast, if not the entire country. Like, kid is insane. He takes all these kind of crazy risks, and he's just a technical wizard. He was, uh, I'm not sure if he's a purple belt in jiu-jitsu, but he's definitely a blue belt. He competed in, like, the IBJJF worlds. Um, he's very skilled. Uh, he's awesome. And we just had a series of matches. He was my first opponent out here. I wrestled him at a at a festival, a Mexican festival in Huntington Park. And uh, from there, we just we've had a lot of matches. We had a 15-minute time limit draw. Um, that was a submission match. And that led, in, it was a series of, we weren't able to make the same dates. And then it led into the I quit match that led into the death match. And they were the best matches of my life. Um, Eli's incredible. He just brings it out of you and he's a piece of shit in the ring and he spits on you and slaps you and he's just a piece of shit. So it's really easy to come up for those kind of matches. And um, the, the quit match was really special because I was able to win the submission title for Santino's and Santino's is my home. It's where I, uh, where I, trained out of the I don't know if I would be anywhere if it wasn't for Santino's like I don't think if I went to a different school it would be any different and they really just uh, they changed my life you know so like to be the submission champion means it it really means a lot to me and uh, and then to have the death match go so smoothly my biggest concern was people thinking it wasn't that cool Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like really my biggest concern because like I'm down to take all the risks and rules. What? Like how the thumbtacks yeah. not your biggest concern? What the fuck? But when it comes down to it, like there were regulations. Like we were gonna do some crazier shit, but there were regulations from the venue. Like we like just what? <laughs> like we were not able to use light tubes. Okay. Oh, CZW like, stuff. Things like Things like that, like, um, but like, I don't think it hurt the match, you know. I think the match was great and one of my favorite matches, and it just um, just goes to show you like that you can have different kind of elements in a quote unquote death match. You can have like we had technical wrestling, we grapple a little bit, we had high spots, and then we had you know, think, weapon spots. I think the quintessential spot was you doing a coast to coast on him in the corner with the board with barbed wire wood on it i think that just sums up the entire and that might have been after your first thumbtack spots because you maniacs did what like two or three of them do you like take a like off the top rope i I remember exactly but it was something where like i i took a hurricane off the top onto the thumbtack and then and then i picked him up and went and we went through a door in the corner Through a door, went through a door. Just seemed going into like. Went through a door, 
and then and then I think and then I think close to that was the coast to coast with a barbed wire chair I just (laughs) I want to see the board or like the sanctions they have where you're like what kind of match will you have Uh, we're having a death match oh cool we have restrictions on how we do our death matches here oh cool Cool. It's not really a death match if we have certain limitations. It's actually kind of funny that you, it's actually kind of funny that you bring that up. Like I never. Okay, so like I, when I was younger, I liked hardcore wrestling and like extreme wrestling. I was a big XPW fan. Uh, like I'm a big like Kid Chaos fan. Like Joey Chaos, my trainer. I was a big fan of him when I was younger. Not even thinking that I would ever train at a school in California is like crazy to me. But like, I, I kind of liked it. But like, as I've gotten older and like the kind of wrestling I like, I don't really care for it so much. Like hardcore wrestling, I like, I like le- legit looking wrestling, hard technical, high high flying, all that kind of good stuff. Like cruiserweight action, I like that kind of wrestling. And um, to be in this kind of situation was just kind of surreal in a sense, and I just knew we had to take it to a different level, and I think we did that. So, Well, you also got to see if you can work that kind of match. It's like kind of like how Raph is, is a comedian. He has to go out there and, you know, try different different material and different kind of sketch or his late-night stuff. You got to see where, he, you know, where your tools are best utilized. And, and like the both of you, what I look up to you guys and get real insecure about is that you guys are a jack of all trades in your field. So I'm sitting here just the outside looking in guy going, yeah, you guys are really good. And I see why you guys bicker all the time is because you guys both think you're better than each other. So I think it's cute. <laughs> yeah. Thanks man. I mean, it's just like at the end of the day, you want to be the best in your field and no matter what it is. So, and I just Would like you, to yeah, just... make sure that Doug feels that he's being kept accountable because when trying to keep me humble, it's not even humble. I don't give a fuck if you humble or not. Like, but no. you know, my, I subscribe to the be humble but let motherfuckers know uh, sort of mentality. Right. So, like, my a couple right. of my friends are like, "You're not humble," and I'm like, "Yeah," because you guys try to talk shit, and it always comes back at you. Like, I talk to people like the way they treat me. Um, but with Doug, though, it is interesting. I do find it interesting that a person like him holds a submission title. <laughs> When the man hasn't stepped foot on a grappling mat for jujitsu in five years, four, somewhere in there. Uh, five so just, years! Thank you very much. I was waiting for that. Um, but uh, that's why it's funny to me. Because whenever you see Doug put up something, it'd be like, mm-hmm. hey guys, I remember how to do an plata. Is that what this is? What did I do here? I don't know. And I just look at him. I don't like, know what I'm doing anymore. No. So. no, Doug, Doug, yeah, I, think, I think what he's really trying to do is trying to get you to, like, bite right now and try to, like, oh, yeah, what, Raph, you think you can take me in a uh, Uma Thurman? You know, I, what's I think a, I What's an Uma Thurman? I want to hear what that is because, you know what, Tenth Planet has some really funky names with their moves, but describe to me how an Uma Thurman but That's not what you said. I thought you were just trying to be, like, all suave with your Uma that sounds like a dish we serve at my restaurant. What are you talking about? If you said Omoplata. Doug, he's calling yeah. you out, man. For real. I think you guys are the I same. Know, I think I think you're 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 looking at it the wrong way. So you're looking at it like how is this guy how is this guy the submission champion that he hasn't done jujitsu in 
two and a half, three years. And I think you should look at it like, holy shit, this guy is the best submission wrestler, professional wrestling, and he hasn't done jiu-jitsu in two and a half yeah. years. Imagine if I did jiu-jitsu, I would destroy you. No, that's true. It's it's here's the thing. Doug's a good athlete and a wrestler. Wrestlers are, are tough to to handle uh, when you are grappling with them. They have a certain tenacity about them. I'm just saying, you know, I've heard more about you know Zack Saber Junior training, and he's kind of the best in the world. And I'm just trying to make you the best in the world, Doug. That's all. I just I want good things for you. But if you don't want it, it's fine. All I can see well, I'm trying, is I'm trying I'm trying to be the best professional wrestler. I don't train. I don't. I don't train to be the best at wrist locks. You know what I mean? <laughs> you tell me when you've done a motherfucking wrist lock in your life, and we'll have a chat about that. I think I did a, I think I did a wrist lock on Friday. To be honest with you, I did a wrist lock on Friday. Right. So I couldn't have. Seen yeah, that. man. It's uh, wrestling's weird. No, I understand that. And you know what it is? I like, uh, and I want to transition to talking a little bit about Santino Brothers, but I like the fact that you guys like put up so much of your gym. Like you get a real vibe of that from not just the documentary that came out uh, from, I think, Max Minor, who we still want to talk to. Yeah, Max Minor, yeah, yeah. But oh, he, he made that documentary. It was a great uh, setup. They did you well, even though I don't know that they, you mic'd up at all. <laughs> You had to basically scream from across the the ways. I think it was just not because they didn't have a microphone. It was just because they were like, you know what? Stay away from Doug. But one of the things I found so interesting about that documentary is that much like the the YouTube content that's on there with you guys, you see a real sense of camaraderie between everybody who steps in. And you see how, you know, the progression of all of these people who are, are doing it, not just you who you know, uh, fairly unfairly getting blown up for whatever reason. But, like, who's next, man? Like, who's there that you're seeing that are the next folks to come out of Santino Brothers because now you're one of the elder statesmen and you're repping them so well, man? Thanks, man. Yeah, it's um, it's cool to kind of be in the forefront of it all. You know, like, when you start training, you look up to the guys that were there before you and to kind of be a little bit above, be a little bit beyond that and like do all these things with other people like Brody King and, and Heather and it's great on Eli. Um, I think coming up, obviously Jake Atlas, uh, Jake is getting close to running. He's basically everywhere. Uh, if he's not the rookie of the year this year, I think it's kind of crazy. He's killing it. And he's probably the most athletic guy. He's one of the most, I don't know if he is. So, He's probably the most athletic guy that's ever come out of Santino's. Well, there's another guy coming up named Matt Vandegrift. There's another one, like, in his debut match, was doing, like, corkscrew moonsaults, you know? And, like, it's just crazy to see these, like, evolution of these guys. They're so good. And um, I'm wrestling one of these guys on Friday, December 8th at Santino's. His name is Alonzo Alvarez, who is a legit uh, good amateur wrestler uh he's the king of wrestling he calls himself and he's very good he's coming up he's doing really well he looks like and, a mexican um, mexican pete dunn a little bit right yeah, yeah. well i think he's uh he's peruvian so peruvian <laughs> same thing same, i guess right? i like that you, you just went lucille bluth on us right now oh, it's I, colombian or something i don't know <laughs> You know, uh, Mexican, you know, 
There's this other guy named uh, Dom Kubrick, who's got a really good character. He's very like uh, just over the top sexual. He hump he gives he hits people with their, his dick and uh, all Joey, the Joey Ryan reverb. Kind of, uh, not different than Joey, but he's Peter Avalon. Different, a little different, but yeah, similar. But yeah, hey, Raph, um, let me ask you about Santino with his Ron Funches yeah. kind of thing that's going to happen. Do, oh, what, yeah. do you think they're going to get um, like big exposure with that? Is that to me or is that to Doug? I'm asking both of yeah, you. Oh, well, Doug, you oh, well, answer that I because have, that's I, your home gym. You know who Ronald Funches yeah. is? Ronald. I do. I know who he is, and I, um, I'm glad he's starting. He's actually not doing. So I would imagine, so most people that are like um, maybe kind of well-known, I would imagine would want to do private lessons. And he's not. He's starting in the class with everybody else. And I think that's really cool. And I really hope he does well. Like I do anybody else that starts. Like I don't really care what he did before. I just think him having a, a really successful career will help him in a couple of ways. Um, and I think it'll help the school if he does well, it'll help the school get some notoriety for sure. Um, so it's all, it's all, if he does well, it's all positive for everybody involved. Um, and if he doesn't do well, it just, it is what it is. It, it's well, wrestling's fucking hard. Well, yeah, of course. So. Variety should come regardless if it just like kind of reaches some kind of outlet, which would be good to put Santino, like you said, you guys yeah. have been doing this. You guys seem like you guys do things right, especially with this documentary putting out the work that really goes into it. And but like, you know, can we ask man. the obvious question? Why do you think he chose you guys? I mean, I think we are the best. You know, what I mean, like it's kind of crazy. Yet, like right now, there's nobody. Like if people ask, but there's like there's nobody really that's in the WWE that came from Santino's. The only person there's is a girl. She's in NXT now. Uh, she did privates with Joey uh, Zeta. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in the WWE. She's from Santino's. She did privates at Santino's. But she had like an MMA background before, and, I, and she was a model, and I think that's why she got hired. And she's a, an extremely hard worker, so she probably like killed the tryout and like, all that kind of stuff. But as like a standalone, like Santino starting in the school and like getting a contract, that there hasn't been one really, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But we're all we are the best in the area. Um, everyone that comes out of Santino's is like is legit. Everybody's respected, and I think that's why he picked the school because you know we we just really do produce the best wrestlers in the area or just in in general. I mean, so not even in the area. Just in- I just look at him, and I always thought he was funny to begin with. So. He's got a really, really, like, connectful, soulful personality, but he's deadly funny. Because some people who are just, like, really sweet and funny like that, uh, in that way, you might not think it, like, the legit laughs. They get, like, the, oh, that's funny. Uh, just because of his, like, his very nice nature. But that motherfucker is funny. Like, so, I like the yeah. fact that we have, A, somebody like that who's also a wrestling fan. Cause that's awesome. And then for him to be legit yeah. and want to go train it is like, Oh shit. Good. It's on awesome, you, man. 
it's awesome. It, wrestling, training wrestling is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And I did MMA, jiu-jitsu, and all that good stuff. It's the hardest thing ever. But if he can get through it a little bit, it's the best thing in the world. Because it's what you, like, for me, it's what I always wanted to do. So, for him, if, he's, if this is really his passion, he'll have the best time in his life. He just has to get through the shitty part. I, of it. That's all. Yeah, I don't, I don't know him where he's at physically but i would just assume that from his field and experience that that would be like the hardest thing that he's the, the training because he's you know used to people the eyes i actually used to watch i was a big fan of one of the shows he was on undateable and to get ratings they were failing they turned their uh, weekly show into a live cast on both coasts so the guys i mean in front of live audiences for cool you know, on NBC yeah. on a major sitcom. So I think that's not going to be the struggle. But like you said, the work rate is just once you go through it, it's like nothing else. And I you think you could hate. Yeah. For him, it's like it, it's the um, it's the grind of like push up, sit up, squats, you know, uh, bumping in the ring because the ring hurts. The running the ropes hurt. Um, it all hurts. So like getting through it to get to the fun is the part where people quit. Yeah, mm. uh, you'll have like well, Santino's is one of the best schools in, in, in the country or even the world. I want to say, I don't, I don't go to a lot of schools, so I can't really, you know, judge, but I really feel the way it's just curriculum and everything. We one of the best. And to start, a, uh, we like, we'll have like 33 people, 35 people uh, start a class, you know, and then within a couple of weeks, like half of them are gone, and it's all because they just can't take it, and they're sense. in fantasy. World. So, it's um, if you can get through the hard part, the hard part's the beginning because your body is not used to your body's not used to being thrown around. It's like it's not supposed to do that. You know, you're not supposed to run the ropes and like hit yourself on cables at full speed. It's like it's not what you're supposed to do. So it's, it, as long as he gets used to it, I think he'll do really well because he's got an amazing personality. So I think he'll do really well. You see yourself working with him? Yeah. I mean, I, that would be awesome. I mean, just because of, he is popular so that I would only help myself, but I think he needs to just train first and then we'll figure it out from there and like work, work on that case. See, but I, I want to make sure people know <clears throat> just the trajectory, because I have so much uh, respect for Ron doing that. On my side of the world for jiu-jitsu, like, I train, and one of the reasons why people like interviewing with me, at least from the athlete's perspective, is that they tell me, they're like, you know what, dude, I appreciate that you're in the grind and that you're training, because I can help explain how difficult what they're trying to do is. Because what they're doing, also super difficult. Um, so different worlds, same idea. You get somebody like Ron Funches that right. only helps to expand that, where he can then tell people, like, yo, I know you might not think of professional wrestling in this way, and I know it's huge, but here's my insight on what I see from here. So I can't think of any better way than to have somebody like him do that, take the bumps, show up, be there, be present, and be with you guys. However... The trajectory I want with Doug, as he progresses in his already thriving uh, professional wrestling career, is I've already told him, I'm like, yo, dude, I want to show up with you at like the WrestleMania or the big show where I just take my one bump and I'm good. 
like I get my one spot and then we were just going to like, and we agreed to that. And thank you, Doug. That was a fun time. Wave to the crowd and get your payday. Peace. So as long I as I want to see you try. Oh no, I want to see you try. Go do a class. Go do a class with Ron. <laughs> no, dude, I'm, I'll tell you this right now as jujitsu. I am literally propelled up by tape. I don't think I could take the bumps. I think I might get away yeah, with some of the push-ups, uh, some of the the little hard work sort of stuff. The whole reason the jujitsu works for me is I I get to like smart guy it, and I get to kind of be like, oh, this is a puzzle, and I can figure this out. There's no figuring out a puzzle when somebody's like, and forty more of those. Yeah, the thing with jujitsu too is like you. Uh, not all the time depends on the school I would guess, but for the most part you get to have fun kind of right away. And in pro wrestling, the fun takes some time because in the beginning you're just doing the squats and the push-ups and rolls and you're not like, you're not doing like suplexes and clotheslines in the beginning. Like that takes a long time to get to that point. So for the most part, you're not really having fun in the beginning. The fun is, let me on. change my question. Yeah. Let me change my. Do you think, Raph, if you sat down with Doug for, I'll give you, two days, okay? You can, you know, you do your jujitsu. We're gonna assume your cardio is up and you can hang doing the squats and shit. Do you think you could put together a match that would seem feasible? Besides your little one, your little one bump, off, <laughs> you know, the the finger poke of doom <laughs> spot is not applicable to this hypothetical. Here's question. how the conversation would go. The conversation would go, Doug, you got to pick me up a lot. Yeah. You have to land yeah. me gently. And I'm going to try not to fuck up too much. And I'm sure we'd come up with a good 30 seconds. But for me to even <laughs> pretend like I could uh, do the same sort of things. Now, here's the interesting thing. I wonder with the integration of more MMA and stuff like that, like there's definitely, I mean, as Doug knows, because every once in a while, Doug's like, oh, that was a pretty good transition when we do our WWE BJJ nonsense. And it's just kind of like, oh, that's cool. I like when Doug says that or he likes a thing because it's like, oh, well, he knows both worlds. So he knows that, A, this is kind of silly. And B, like, oh, shit, that's kind of a legit entry from DPAF or from side or from here. So I'm pretty sure we could put a, at least a stunt or two together. But I, I do not feel it would be... Uh, uh, respectful to those who yeah. really dedicate themselves to the art to even even pretend like I would have anything f crazy like they would. I yeah. would say. Because you'd come out in that damn singlet probably. Are you kidding me? Oh, you mean from KO Sports Gear, <laughs> a proud sponsor of Verbal Tap Podcast? Thanks. Something I could not unsee is you in that red, white, and blue singlet. <laughs> I'll tell you this much, dude. I am sponsored more as a wrestler than I am as a jiu-jitsu guy, which is uh, baffling to me. But, hey, they gave us – Fucking money Plus to do one. this shit. Um, here's <laughs> the thing, though, uh, and, and Doug can probably affirm this. The one thing I can do is antagonize and get a crowd hyped because that's performance that always uh, seems to carry over. So, like, that's that's the easy part to me. Like, winning the crowd is like, oh, as Doug mentions, that's the fun stuff you get to do, but you got to work to that. Right. You're a regular flavor flavor, Raph. Oh, dude, I'd fucking... You know what? If if Doug ever got to that point where he needed more hecklers in the front row, uh, easy. Burr, 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 DJ! Love it. Um, right, dude, I, 
R- wrestling pros tees, whatever. What wrestling tee? Res- pro wrestling tees. What's your shot? <laughs> so like sunglasses, DJ, and then the Doug drop kick the world, DJ. Let's you know? do this. We're we're starting to get to that point where I think we're we're doing good on topics. I just want to rapid fire a few things at you, Doug, uh, as we start to go there. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you. In a recent interview, you said that one of your favorite movies is Rocky, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Then when they asked you which Rocky, you said, uh, I don't know, Rocky 1, which I guess is an okay answer. But then you said followed by Rocky 2. Why are you so fucking wrong? And what is your reasoning for being so Rock- fucking okay. wrong? So do you like Rocky Four? Is that yeah, your Rocky Four what is kind the of best movie of all time. Are you American? It has three Rocky goddamn montages. Two, Rocky Two is the fucking redemption. Without Rocky Two, there is no Rocky Four. Wait, wait, no, there's a Rocky Four in any yeah. sort of world. Do you know why? No, because he has to win. He no, has because to win. The Rocky Cold II. War yeah. happened. And we needed a real American to come up short. Everybody knows Rocky Three is Hulk Hogan. Hey, That's Rocky, fine. I love Rocky Four. I love Rocky Four. It doesn't Rocky sound like it. One, one, one <laughs> I love it. I love um, Rocky Two. Love Rocky Two. I, I like, love all the the first four Rockies are awesome. Yeah, Rocky versus yeah. Brain Number Five is not oh. great. Oh, four. That's the only time I've ever been in a movie theater where people cheer. Sure. <laughs> I want to put this out to you. It, I, I'm not an athlete, but if I ever had to have a training montage, you better fucking believe Hearts on Fire is going to be the montage I have things go to. I might die, and that is the song that people play at my funeral. So let's. I just want that. to shoot the montage between the two of you with him carrying groceries through a fire <laughs> while you're sitting in an Uber with a fucking scarf and a cigar and just on your phone, you know, twittering. And he's sitting here fucking schlepping it barefoot in the mean streets of Fillmore while he's half on fire. Hey, listen, the way that that, no Uber, that real Uber ride went was the, I was like, hey, I'm running a little late. And the two of you are like trying to do jokes. And I'm like, what is this amateur hour here? Jesus, look at these kids. Um, I just want to make sure that you know, Doug, that you're wrong. It's important that you know true Rocky history and you putting Rocky 2 over Rocky 4 is egregious. Hey, someone's got to like it. Someone's oh, got to no. like it. Now watch this. Watch this, Doug. Doug, which is better, Rocky or Home Alone? Ooh. See, see, see. Home Alone is kind of perfect. <laughs> Comparable characters, uh, Kevin McAllister, Rocky Balboa, they're kind of the same thing, wouldn't you say? Home Alone is a pretty perfect movie, but I, I, I'm going to say Rocky. Rocky's the right. Okay. Well, at right. least there's that, Ralph. You got, he got redeemed a little bit. Mm, I mean, I'm still... Still hurts. Like I heard that in another interview, and normally I don't bring in too much of what people say on other podcasts. But that was so egregious that I was like, "Ooh." Um, okay, that was. Uh, I got one. What yeah. happened? Would you just drop all the pizza stuff? Are you, are you still? I mean, the pizza cutter and the pizza roller and. Yeah, I don't know. Pizza's cool. There's a girl that does like pizza stuff, and she kind of like really does it. And I'm kind of like I don't really do it that much, so kind of dropped a little bit. I'm kind of a man with no real nickname, no real gimmick. Um, 
kind of trying to figure that part out. Like, I want some kind of nickname and, and no gimmick necessary. No gimmick, no gimmick needed. Like Chris Candido. Yeah, you know, fuck. It's but, either that I don't or know. Go go so, Douglas yeah, J. Gonna, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. I I love pizza though. I like it's like legit. And but I just don't. I'm not gonna like get pizza gear or yeah. like anything like that anytime soon. So. <laughs> DJ Douglas James, dude. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So <laughs> let's discuss this, Doug. We asked you a couple rapid yeah. fires, but I want to ask you. You know, a lot of people do those kind of New Year's resolutions. And they always say, like, you know, I know 2017 isn't done yet. But here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you what your New Year's resolution is. And then Mike and I are going to correct it and tell you what your real resolutions are. So mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and tell oh, okay. us what your resolutions are for 2018. So my resolution for 2018, I guess, you know, like the biggest thing that I want in my life right now is I want to be out there more. So my resolution would be to reach as many eyes as possible in 2018, the rest of the Okay. Can I go? I'll go first. Go for it. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> no, my goal for you, my if I was my New Year re- resolution, especially doing, you know, um, gung ho research on you last night, is you need to crack that PWI top five hundred, sir. That's Fuck that's yeah. the goal I want to see out of you in two thousand eighteen. I don't even care if it's four hundred and ninety nine. I was appalled. That there was that you've been in the ring. That's why that goes back to the first question we asked. You've beat guys that are on that list. I mean, like a top two hundred guys. So to not crack the list, I think should be to crack that list and get the Meltzer stamp of approval or whoever writes that. I think it's the same thing. Every Meltzer does everything, but I want that. To, I want to see that. That'd be amazing. Oh yeah, I'm I'm down for that. It's one of those things, man. It's kind of weird. Uh, I'm not on those lists, but it is what it is, and I just I out of my control. No, but you're on the right path to get there. I mean, that's kind of seems what the next step is. I'm not saying like, how dare you not be on there? What are you doing wrong? You're no, 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 on the I, way. I totally, dude. Hear what, I totally hear what you're saying, and I I agree. What's yours, Raph? Here it is, Douglas. Here is my New Year's resolution for you, 2018. <clears throat> 2018. We see you wrestle in the dubs. Now, here's the the catch on this. This actually comes with a caveat because I'm not stupid, Doug. I put actual stakes <laughs> on what I say. Now, I'm so confident that you're you're close, and a year can change things. I mean, listen, dude. Uh, a year ago, you were making time for us in the middle of uh, what <laughs> in betweening between Mexico and here, and beating up backyard wrestlers. And then just this week, <laughs> you were doing amazing things to the point where you're rewarded with not just a match with uh, Zack Sabre Jr., but the confidence of one PCW Ultra. So here are the stakes. We will reconvene again about, you know, end of next year, if not before then, obviously. But if you do it, you owe me a pizza for being bold enough to make that proclamation. If you don't, then I will owe you one because I figure you're gonna need like some fat kid, like 
kind of consolation. <laughs> Especially after we make this whole big proclamation, you're like, Raph, it didn't happen. I'm like, oh, shut up. Here's the pizza. So that is the stakes that I have for you, sir. Do you accept these terms? I accept. Gladly accept. Excellent. Mike, what do you think about that? I was expecting so much more, but I get it, though. That you saw, there was a, there's no way you can turn that down. That's for stipulation's sake. You know what I mean? Absolutely. We want tables. We yeah. want tables. It's so, like, overrated these days. You got to go back to basics, and I like it. You guys are so cute. I'm glad you found each other. Thanks. We appreciate Aww. it. Because, you know, I mean, Mike's the one trying to angle here for a super fight, and I'm just trying to make sure you get fucking on No. TV. Well, listen. See, I told you you were going to do that. You're going to turn on me. I, that's just what it sounded like. I want everybody to be... Uh, no, I really want to see him. Here's what's going to happen. For sure. So I, bad. Like, it went, Doug knows he has a standing invitation to come train, but we all have eyes on the prize. So we get him to the big show. If he wants to come train, he's more than welcome to. But I'm also going to be really honest, though. Mike, yeah. come closer to the, the microphone real quick. The older he gets, the less intense he's going to be. So, like... Kind of works to my advantage to let him burn himself out on like taking all these hot spots and whatnot. So anyway, end of yeah, camera. Yeah, dude, my ba- my bad for trying to um, instigate anything. You're right. That's you fine. I mean? We'll, we'll still just... have a super fight at some point, I'm sure. But no, uh, Doug's always a good time. Doug, let's do this. Where can people find you if they are interested in following you on social media? If they want to book you, that's right, you motherfuckers on the East Coast, book this man. Uh, where can people get in touch with yeah. you, sir? You can uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Douglas James Pro. Follow me on Facebook at Douglas James. Just find me. I don't have an athlete page. I just have a regular page. Um, with that being said, just personal message me, whether you direct message me through Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. I'll read them, and uh, we'll get back to you about bookings. That's the best way to contact me. I'll see that every day. And then also you can find my stuff on YouTube to search Douglas James, Douglas James Wrestling, and you'll be able to see some things. So, yeah. That's good stuff, man. And like I said, we, we couldn't be more happy for you. Uh, one of the big uh, highlights of my year was uh, – getting to go see you do your thing. And uh, in the next year, I should be making a few more trips to come see you wrestle around because uh, now people are interested. Once I told them I booed you and got a whole section to do such, everybody was like, oh, shit, I'll go boo somebody from 10th Planet. That's not a problem for me. <clears throat> what type of section was it, Ralph? You say? Uh, a heel section, you're saying? Good plug. Uh, well, you know what, uh, Doug, again... So proud of you, man. It's been an incredible year, and uh, we definitely wanted to bring you on after such a such a great moment for you. It's got to be so cool, and I hope that you really spend the rest of the the next couple weeks uh, as you look back at like 2017 and realize like cool shit happened for both you personally and professionally, and uh, it's only going to continue to grow from here, man. So hopefully, in a year's time, when we do this, and you're trying to big time me, and I book you, and you have no choice but then to come back on this show because. You know, you're pot committed at this point. Uh, we all get to celebrate via pizza because we got to see you in the dub. So that is uh, that is our hope for you next year, my man. I appreciate that so much, man. I'm just having the time of my life, loving my dream, and, you know, I just it's, it's awesome. So I, I just I can't thank you enough, man, for all the support, even though when you give me shit. Uh, it motivates me to just uh, be even better. So it's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. You guys are so cute. 
Jesus, Mike. Stop being jealous. Douglas James, everybody. <laughs> so jealous. Well, that was fun. Uh, I... You guys are so cute. Oh, you like that, huh? Oh, it's nice that you know you said you called it, man. I mean, you told me a year ago, I got this guy. I think he's going to be big. He's going to start blowing up at any time. And I think we need to interview him. And I hate telling you you're right, but you were right, dude. And he's such a nice guy, too. That's that's kind of cool. He is. He is. And, uh, you know, you give shit to the people you hate the most. That's really what you do. So I want to make sure that that's always uh, something that people know. Doug's he's killing it, man. And I think he's doing it in a way that is fun and is true to him. So like he really like I consider him an artist, like a, a pro wrestling artist. And he's he's doing good things with it. So kudos to him and kudos to you guys because you haven't heard from us in a bit. And I'm sure in some ways this wrestling business goes very quickly. But when we tell you to listen to somebody, do you believe us now? Do you believe that we're telling well, you guys that, like, well, oh, shit, look at this guy. He's the next thing. You're the one getting photo ops, too, so there must be something <laughs> to it. Of I'm, course. I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I can only about three years. Who know where I'll be probably <laughs> celebrating the third year anniversary of me saying this to you. Absolutely. But... If you guys are looking to follow us, you catch us at the Real Hill section. So that's at Real Hill section. That is on Twitter. That is on Instagram. And we want to thank you guys for tuning in on this very special edition with talking with our good pal Douglas James. Go catch him. You can catch him at PCW Ultra. He's going to be wrestling there, I believe, next month. So back in January. And then tomorrow, he's making an appearance. Plus, you can go train with him at Santino Brothers. And what's better than training with him and Ron Funches? I ask of you. It'd be so much fun. And let's not just get this PCW isn't just some like kind of thing where you're just going to see people you don't know. You know what I mean? They got stacked yeah. cards that are like PWG worthy with Pentagon, Johnny Ultra, Jeff Cobb, all these. They bring back legends. I guess Great Muda's doing a thing yeah. there their next time. That's huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, for them to be gaining steam like that, for Doug to be like homegrown in that, it, it's super cool. I just hope they get it gets into the realm of being able to be talked about in the proper fashion with all the cool indies that are. <laughs> I mean, I want you guys to know because like Doug's not listening to this part anymore, so we can say nice things about him. Uh, go watch him live. His his matches are phenomenal. Like his work rate, his uh, his precise work. Is and look, it's fun to watch. It's not. It's not because we like we know the guy and we're trying to get him over. You know what I mean? He's legit. This guy's legit. It's well, his, his my resume mind. has gotten him over. We're just oh, fans. That's what. That's why it just boggles my mind that this guy's just like like not even TNA. What what kind of garbage is TNA even doing right now? To when we're not even. And this, it's not probably better that he doesn't. But still, you know what I'm saying with that. So we only worked up, but we did the podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. I know we haven't been doing it for a while because I'm lazy. You know, everybody goes through their things differently. And I'll be the first one to tell you, but that's for a different. That might be a side podcast. One on Maniac to Maniac. Brother. Maniac to Maniac, brother, is going to be our college like late night show. Talk like this the whole time. Brandon Hammertoe Glenton. <laughs> Why did wrestling help you get through the dark times? Now listen here, brother. This is... Maniac to Maniac, 
This one goes out to the toe. Oh, Brandon! <laughs> wow. We know you are in the... It just, the the, the whole spirit thing. of Paul Bear made a cameo at the end of this show. Did not expect that one, guys, if I'm being honest. Uh, <laughs> but hey, catch us soon. Uh, we can't wait to come back. We have more things lined up for you guys. So check back here for more interviews and stuff like that. But on behalf of both of us, myself, Mike Stallings, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, we'll catch you very soon. Too sweet me. It's one sweet. Too sweet. One sweet. And on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a one sweet in a pear tree. I gotta stop doing that, dude. That was probably the worst. That's actually a great thing to actually a one sweet hand on the top of your tree. Merchandise. Cease and desist, everybody. Delete.